Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. How's everybody been out there in Radio Land for the last week? We've got Dire Straits, Money for Nothing coming at you. I'm Travis McFalls. With me is James Hamilton. How you doing, Jim? I'm embracing that you used radio since I made the mistake last week. Yeah, I know. I, well, I just figured we've got the song on, so it's a radio song, so... And you'll notice it's still on. It is still on. Actually, actually, I want us to just, just take a moment here uh, and just bear with me, guys. Just, just let's listen for a second. Tell me if you notice anything. catch that jim i did catch that and i caught it several times in the past i counted one two three times i want to know how how the fuck did that make it into a i need to know now i know you've done the research how did this happen how did this how why did i hear this so many times at like age nine and it just didn't deal yeah it didn't register did it for me at that i mean i was i was four when that song came out i was just about to turn four so I didn't really, I guess, sub- hear the song till because that song became a staple of MTV and then later VH1. Totally. Because um, they say MTV in the fucking song. Right. I want my MTV gets repeated over and over and over again. Now you were uh, telling me somebody, who, who was responsible for that? Sting. S- that's crazy. Yeah, Sting, Sting has a songwriting credit on that song. Because... He just came in and did the don't stand so close to me melody, but instead of saying don't stand so close to me, he said, I want my MTV. And they just kind of looped it into the song. I get he must have heard that Mark Knopfler, uh, basically Dire Straits, because no one else really remembers the rest of the members. Names. He's like the Dire Straits. He's like the main guy. Okay. And, um, you know, I guess they were recording the song. He must have gotten wind of it, came by the studio, and they were like, yeah. Let's do it up. Let's throw you on there. Let's see what happens. Which resulted in, an, I mean, you were four, so I don't know if you were big into MTV at that time. No, but I, I was aware, you know, what was going on around me. And, I, you know, like the teenagers. Because when you're a kid, you know, you always look up to the teenagers. When you're a teenager, you always look up to the 20-year-olds. When you're a 20-year-old, hopefully you're doing your own fucking thing. You're four. Are you the oldest in your family? Um, yeah. Okay. So cousins might have been around. I'm the oldest. I had a cousin that is like three months, two months older than me. Okay. Uh, that's about it. Right on. So, um, and uh, I don't really see, uh, by the time, by that time we'd already moved to Phoenix, so I'm not seeing any of them. 
really. But you're so. probably growing up with friends and everything on MTV. This thing, right? Was they've the got, yeah, background. they've got, they've got older brothers, right? It's on everywhere. Yes, and I mean, it's this huge fucking deal. Um, and this is before, or it's becoming a huge deal. And so MTV hears this song, and they've got this great video idea for it. Um, you know, state of the art computer animation for the time. Which now we look at basically uh, think like toned down Minecraft kind of graphics. Considerably toned down, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, state of the art. Yeah, yeah. And their main fixation on it was the I want my MTV. And it took them a while to talk Mark, talk Mark Knopfler into doing it. I think it was probably his girlfriend that talked him into doing it. Like she kind of saw like, hey, no, this is where things are going with the future. Because uh, before that, music videos, I mean, MTV was probably a toddler at this time. Mm-hmm. And it just... Um, it How does it become up. what it is, though? You know, like how... Is it, was, was it, it was just supposed like the, to be hateful or... Okay, so we're... Yeah, so, so in order to get back to the lyric, so, so MTV created this video of this basically hard hat, blue-collar working guy you know, he's kind of like your refrigerator delivery man, hauls him in, and it came up because Mark Knopfler was in an appliance store where they had, obviously, refrigerators, microwaves, dishwashers, and TVs. Right. And apparently they just had this wall of TVs all tuned into MTV. And the guy that this character was written around was standing there watching it, and he was critiquing it. Just going, you know, oh, no, 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 that ain't working. Now, that's the way you do it. You play the guitar, you get the chicks, for, you know. He's saying shit like that. And Mark Knopfler is just writing it down like, look at this fucking ignoramus. <laughs> right. He's yeah. like, I have found, I have found something, a jewel. Yeah. This, You'll never see this. Yeah, this, this fucking, this guy, man, look, get a fucking load of this. And so that's, that's the, narr- the narrator in this song. It's not Mark Knopfler like calling out some other band, you know, some other band or this or that. It's him calling out this fucking guy that works at this appliance store. And then Dire Straits is is not, they aren't hitting it out of the park at this point. Yeah, I mean. Before this song, they aren't killing it. Yeah, I mean, they had like Sultans of Swing and stuff, but they're not, I mean, they were playing, they they were around, they were doing it, but this song really took, because, I mean, well, you've heard like just the, the guitar line, right? That's all finger pick. Mark Knopfler, he's a finger picker. He never uses um, picks or anything like that. So when you think finger picking, you don't think heaviosity. You're, you're talking about as he plays a guitar, yes, he's it, not using a guitar pick to strum it. He uses, he uses his own his fingers. fingers. Right. Like you think like classical music is what they use to do that in and stuff like that. Is it harder to play the guitar with your fingers than it is a pick? It depends on who you ask. Um, I'm more of a picker. Um, I like to strum. I'm a strummer. I prefer the pick. Um, I can finger pick. It's not my favorite. Some songs you need to. Right. Um, it's softer it's a, is the point. Yeah, it's kind of softer, more delicate touch. You can do a little more different things with it, arpeggiate better, um, you know, kind of hit different notes. Um, just trying to get an idea here. I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy. It, it kind of helps you. You can create some different sound shapes with it. I love so, how quickly you slip into nerd. Like I just I ask a simple question, and you're like, "Well, really, it's a softness to the chord. It's a preference." <laughs> so, but I mean, if you heard that song, you wouldn't think that that was the technique being applied. So, this was their first kind of foray into that, like him really throwing it through a 
like distortion pedal and go into town. And this song isn't just, it's not just a, you know, hey, this, this made it into the top 100. This sat number one on the charts for three, three weeks. Three weeks, yeah, yeah. It's, and I mean, and it didn't come off the charts for a while because you know MTV was just playing it around the clock. Number one on the charts for three weeks, we're talking Madonna money. Back when musicians made money for songs, this would have been a windfall of cash like none other. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and especially you've got young up-and-coming MTV and they're you know, parading this around as their bell cow. How did they get away with this? I don't know. Like, how did it had to have been the culture at the time? Well, the culture should have been pretty... Uh, now, I remember people using the terms... Uh, faggot, fag, re, you know, don't be gay. Stop being so gay. Remember, we used to have that game on the playground, smear the queer. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I and never associated it with with being boy, g- boy, girl, girl. I right. never. Neither did I. I just thought that that was words. I was nine. Uh, I was I was younger. To and me, when someone's like you're being gay, it was like you were being foolish or stupid about it. Right. And then as you get older, you kind of realize what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> Say it too loud, and your mom's like, "Shh, <laughs> inappropriate." Right. <laughs> and you're like, well, what'd I say? And then eventually you kind of grow up and you start learning about your own sexuality and sexuality and other people's sexuality. And then it's like, oh, oh, that's what that. See, I don't think the generation of kids coming up now are going to really have to go through that like we did. No, I think they, they still push terms, though. I think, I mean, language is a living thing, and yeah. that's our only real defiant thing you can do when you're a kid is manipulate through art because you don't have money. Right. <laughs> you, know, you don't have any power other than art. Yeah. So it is those words. That's what rap is, right? Total. Oh, they like to throw words around. Yeah. It's yeah. not like Eminem ignored fag or gay, or he, he knew exactly what that stuff meant. I just meant I never really put it forward when you're, you know, elementary school <laughs> towards hate. Right. It's derogatory in terms of you're kind of ripping on someone, but you didn't realize the fallout later. Now, all the adults around us, though, that put this shit up at number one, they knew. They knew. I mean, they were, you know, ripping their kids out of school. If they heard somebody had AIDS, they were, you know, uh, what were you telling me about? Uh, uh, we were talking about something where you'd read if a, per- a person had even gone to get a, uh, an STD test. Oh, yeah. But didn't like a guy in the 80s go get an STD uh, like. He went to go just get an STD test, and uh, his job fired him because they saw it like on the insurance bill. Like, just doesn't just just hey, I, I don't know. I'm just making sure I've got a clean bill of health here. Because yeah, it was like back before they had privacy, and it came up AIDS test, and the yeah, boss yeah. was like, "You're gone. You're gone, Johnny. <laughs> You're gone. You're gone." Uh, HIPAA hasn't come out yet. That's not, uh, that's not going to be till the early nineties. God, could you imagine how rich you would be if you walked into work tomorrow and they saw you had an STD test and like, you're, you're gone. And be like, fuck you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. I was hoping to retire young. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But back then you could get away with that. No cause firing. Yeah, it it was, I mean, it was just a different time frame. I'm so even with that though, this makes it on to because they're MTV member, cultural art, gay school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely by the 90s, you know, what was that fucking campaign they had? Like, Erase the Hate or something? Or it was like Think or something? It had like the light bulb or... I'm tracking. I'm not totally you know with I mean? you. It's, yeah. It's, it's grinding something up. Yeah. Expand your mind. It was something like that. It wasn't Choose or Lose. That was the, uh, that was the election stuff. 
that helped uh, rock the vote. You mean rock the vote, yeah. choose or lose? Yeah. Um, but then they also had another one. It was like free your mind or something like that's that a song. I don't know. But this song gets away with it, right? It it, it goes through the 80s. Nobody really says anything about it. We slip through the 90s, 90s. even nothing. Nothing. Slip through the 2000s. Nothing. All of a sudden, in 2011, in Canada. Right. In Canada. Canada. You guys. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, You guys guys actually helped kind of set the precedent on this song in a weird way. They had a listener... And I believe St. John's. One person. One person. One person uh, during this whole time. That's how hip Canada is. One person speaks up and. And uh, they're like, okay, let's, let's look into this. And so what was it? The CBSA, CBC, Canadian the Broadcasting Channel, CBC. Was, no, it's not the CBC. It's the, uh, what the fuck do you call that institution? The Canadian Association of, uh, the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council. Okay. The CBSC. Acronyms are bitch. Yeah. Um, so they get a hold of this and they bring it in front of the CAB, the Canadian Association uh, Broadcasters Code of Ethics. However, while all this is going on, the song lyrics are banned, right? They have to go to a clean version if they want to play the song. So now, yeah. So they come out and they say, we just realized you guys used the word faggot in this song. In a hateful way. Like, this is not cool. <laughs> Uh, it took us nearly 30 years, but, um, took us over 25 years. You're, uh, but you're, you're close enough to 30. We could call it. 30. Okay. We'll call it. Took it us about 30 years here. Um, what we're going to do, we're not going to, we're not going to say, no, you can't play the song. You just can't play the unedited version of the song. You can't play the album version, but there are edited versions out there that you can play. Right. And uh, it created quite the stir. Well, you could imagine, you know, freedom of speech and right. rights. Uh, I think there was one um, station in Halifax that uh, played the song nonstop for an hour, the unedited version. That's a lot in radio world. I actually have found, if you'd like me to read it, mm-hmm. uh, I have found kind of a couple paragraphs about what was said. It says, uh, well, well, when you get to it. Okay. So, so what, uh, the debate goes on for about nine months and Canadians are kind of protesting like, well, that's not what the song's about. The song's not about promoting hate mongering, this and that. It's actually the other way. You're looking at this, this asshole, you know, character, and it's it's kind of making fun of this asshole character. So, you know, doesn't the artist have the right to create a character? I mean, you need villains in the world. I don't know if they put it that way. But that's kind of the way I see it. Like, if I'm writing a villain and I want to make this person a piece of shit, I might have them use um, a few terrible words or two. Yeah, uh, no. And see, and the band, the band, though, even saw that the band recorded a couple of different versions of the song. When they performed it live on TV, uh, they replaced it with other words. Now, one of the performances that I read, I can't remember what word it was that they replaced it with, but it wasn't much better. It really wasn't much better. Um, the, the song is about, it's over eight minutes, right? Yeah. 
We should put a link on when we when we put this episode up so that they can see it for themselves on on YouTube. It's out there. You can watch this video. Yeah, can you watch the in, in its entirety the unedited MTV version? Well, Cuz I think the MTV version's even edited, isn't it? Is it? I didn't think it was. Well, not not the lyrics, but just the scope of the cuz it's like an eight like you said, an eight and a half minute song or something. Didn't they pare it down to like 6 minutes or something? Well, I'm sure it's maybe out there. But Canada, Canada sorts this shit out in no shit, like eight months. Yeah, eight months they got to figure it figured out. Can you imagine government in 2011? There's nothing in the United States getting figured out in eight months. <laughs> no. We can barely clap our hands. <laughs> <laughs> These guys just boom, handle. Yeah, answer do- given, moving on. Yeah. What was their answer? Uh, it's uh, well, it gives you a brief summary first. It says, you know, money for nothing was pronounced unfit for Canadian ears in 2011 after a listener's complaint about the word faggot in the lyrics. And they didn't write this correctly. So it looks like a run on sentence, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so they actually support what you said by saying uh, right here, uh, the composer's language appears not to have had an iota of malevolent or insulting intention. And so the body upheld the section of the previous ruling stating that the offensive word was inappropriate for broadcast, but given the circumstances, was acceptable. Good job, Canada. Amazing. You never see that kind of swift, logical approach to something. But let me take you down a different road. All right. We do things and have characters that aren't just... I mean, there's no getting past it, right? right. Like uh, Lieutenant Dangle from from uh, Reno, Reno nine one one. Now that's Tom Lennon plays him, right? Right, a straight man. He's straight, but the character he plays is a I would say closeted. Is it Las Vegas Sheriff's Department? Is that what Reno nine one? No, 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 Nevada. <laughs> duh, Reno, Nevada. I didn't mean Las Vegas. I didn't mean Las Vegas. I meant Nevada, <laughs> Nevada Sheriff's Department. Is that what they were? Yeah, Reno 911. They were like Reno cops. but Were were they cops or sheriff? I guess it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. But he's way over the top. Right. I mean, he's he he never comes out and outwardly says he's gay. I don't remember. I don't remember. I I think in the movie, I think in the movie he might have. But he's in short pants. He's always over the top. He's he's conducting himself in a way that leads you to strongly believe that he has an appetite for sex. It's heavily insinuated. And the stereotypes they use aren't just mildly offensive. Now I'm I'm lighthearted, can take a joke. I get it. It's a, you know you don't have to be PC for me. I'm an adult. I can make my own interpretation of it. Fine. Right. Being said, there's a lot of people that aren't, and this was way over the top. See, and I think people. Yeah. Well, did how how did people respond to Dangle? It was went by without a peep. Yeah. Yeah. Does Canada ban that? No, and then Canada was actually even great with um, Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Um, I mean, his character, Buddy Cole, constantly used the word faggot, but is it one of those things where because... And then he had a character called Running Faggot. Unbelievable. That's an unbelievable skit. Yeah. He literally says that over and over again. Running running faggot. faggot. Yeah. Does Glad freak out about these things? Does... Do groups get in? I mean, we have freedom of speech, so that's art, and it's protected. Is that why it's not? Or do they not freak out because he's gay? Is it like one of those things because he's gay? But then again, it's like, well, then is Scott, Amba- like Scott Thompson the ambassador for all gay people? 
No, because, you know, each and every person has their own set of values. Are they just a collective that, you know, they're kind of, I don't know, they're, they're just I mean, it, used to it? Yeah. Or is it stereotyping? Is it a form of, of bullying? How is it received by that demographic? See, I don't know. I don't know. Um, when white- well, actually, well, I mean, for me, like, like I said, then it's like my gay friends that I watch kids in the hall with, they love, they love the buddy character. Sir. They love the running faggot sketch. Um, but at the same time, I wouldn't call all of them ambassadors of, you know, homosexual, because I'm pretty sure there are gay guys out there that are not too cool with the running faggot sketch. Is it that freedom of expression very much is a right that's coveted by that group and this is a freedom of expression, so it just kind of travels under the radar? <sighs> Could be, or, or sometimes funny is just funny. Because it's not, it's not hateful like if when you use the N-word. Right. Like we won't even use that word. Well, well you, I have. You have, yeah. On the show, I was yeah. swiftly put down for it. Uh, and I appreciated why. Uh, but it, I, the, the defiant person in me, it's like I want to draw a picture of Muhammad. I want to do all the shit you tell me not to do. <laughs> right. Just because... I don't mean any of the things I would say in an offensive yeah. way. Right. You know? No, I, I, know, I know that because I know you. Right. But at the same time, sometimes you just shouldn't push the big red fucking button, Jim. I can't help it. Sometimes just, you it just blinks, really... I, just, I walk away. I walk away. Maybe, maybe close the door. You know? Just leave the room that the red button's in. So, okay, you don't necessarily have to walk out of the room with the button. I think the button should be acknowledged. Just certain people, you know... I think people just some buttons shouldn't be pressed. They're stupid noises out of our mouth. I don't think it should be that big of a deal. I know that they have impactful, hateful, driving force, you know, presence within society. But if I am, you know, I'm saying, well, people use the N word and I don't say the word because I'm going to offend someone by saying the word. And yet, even in this conversation, we've used the word faggot. A lot. I, yeah, more than... What kind of weird double standard is that, I guess, is yeah, the question. Yeah, because literally we've said this... I've, in this conversation, we've said this word probably more than I've used it in the last five to ten years. Easily. Mm-hmm. Easily in this conversation. But we have to use the word because that's what the conversation is about, is this word. And the F word's already see. taken by a far more superior word, you know, in the or used word in the, you know... Curse words. Right. We can't just say, like, well, you know, it's the F word. It's the F fuck. Word. It's fuck. It's, the it's F fuck. Word. And oh, I probably say fuck probably in each episode enough for all of you guys out there to go through the rest of your lives without having to say it. Although I encourage you to say it. It feels good. It feels good to be an adult and use your words. <laughs> Are you encouraging the fuck word or the faggot word? Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, I didn't. Well, if you're, if you're, you know, I use the word fuck a lot. So when you say the F word, I, my mind went to fuck. Even though we've been, yeah. If you're still listening, um, we were just going over some of the fineries of offensive language. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, we're talking about offensive things. I was offended multiple ways yesterday. You know, I'm. I'm a big movie fan. So wait a minute. You're going to compare this to the offensiveness? This to is the level of offensiveness that yeah. we were just really... What I'm talking about is far more offensive than the N-word or 
the F word. And oh, I mean the other F word. God, don't walk down this road. I'm shit. walking down it. Don't take me with you. I'm not holding your hand. That's fine. I'll, guns blazing. I went and saw Kong. Oh, God. Yeah. In Skull Island. Okay. It's a new King Kong movie. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is mystery science theater bad. I mean, it is bad. Well, yeah. I, have you watched the trailer? I know. Yeah, I know. I told you I was going. You're like, yeah. I asked if you wanted to go. You're just like, no, never. No. Like, I haven't seen a movie in a long time. You said, no, I'm not going to this movie. I'm like, you know what the first movie of this year is going to be that I'm going to see. Well, I'm hoping to change that. This movie, you had very good instincts on. All right. It was bad CGI. They used basically, uh, the, 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 they turned King Kong rather into like a different species of whatever into like a silverback that can walk upright. It was, you. I don't want to go into the entire movie because last, last week we kind of spoiled Logan. And you, you watched the trailer and you're complaining about this. You yes. knew the CGI was going to be bad from the trailer. I saw it. I could have told you this. I know. I had hope. I had hope. Okay. So right. I, this is how, this is the length I went, links I went to to see this movie. So I had taken for granted that everybody else had seen the trailer and I figured tickets to this are going to be a piece of cake. And the way the theaters have changed now, people can pre-purchase seats. So I neglected to do that. And I thought I'd just go up and get my ticket because I wasn't sure the timing of my day. I get to a theater it's totally sold out. So I, I actually locate a theater not more than a couple miles away. It's 40 minutes later than the, the current showing. So my buddy and I, we race over, go to, it was a pain in the ass actually, get there, get tickets. We get seated and we're next to that person that's talking loud before the movie. Unusually loud. Before the movie? Before the movie. Uh, trailers? Not even. No, I'm cool. I'm cool as long as you shut the fuck up. It's obnoxious for a room full of people. Like it's like it's just like it's a couple octaves too loud. Like that's not only that wouldn't be an octave. Octave is pitch. Is that pitch? Yeah, just a couple decibels. Decibels. Thank you. Yeah. A couple decibels too loud, and uh, you you you're kind of you know you kind of assess the room like hmm, is that going to be is that going to be something I have to deal with? Right. The previews start. She gets louder. She's talking over the previews. But it's previews, so... Once again, I don't care. Yeah, we're not in the zone where we're getting irritated yet. I've seen people shush during previews. I haven't been shushed. I've been close to being shushed during previews, but I haven't been shushed. Some people love the previews. Exactly. They they get pumped for the previews. Um, You should at least try to whisper. I whisper. And I almost got shushed for whispering during previews. That's excessive. Yeah. That's excessive shushing. Right. As long as I can hear the preview, if I hear a little rhetoric in the background, not a problem. Who gives a shit? So we get through the previews. The the you know the Warner Brothers thing comes up, and she's still talking. Okay, baby starts crying. Different group, different different member of their party. But I look at the party, and all of a sudden, at the end of the row is a girl with a very new baby. Like brand new? Not brand new, but three months, four months. I wouldn't even bring a toddler into like a loud theater like that it's there it's there she's got like enough uh, appendages on her to breastfeed if needed okay i'm thinking she wants to get out whatever baby 
you know, well, I, I'm, I'm thinking once like the movie baby, starts. Baby starts crying. She's got an aisle seat. So she's she, right there. She could just she duck can out. Just, right. Absolutely. So high hopes. Yeah. And I'm good with, you know, I guess I'm good with that. I don't really know if it's, you know, good for a baby's ears to have it in a giant boom box. And this is loud. This yeah. movie is loud. Yeah. Action movies are very facey. So we're end of Vietnam War, and the premise is this is an island that has eluded any kind of mapping or identification somewhere in the Pacific because it is surrounded by a constant storm or hurricane, making it so in the eye of the hurricane is this island, and the surrounding winds have protected and isolated this island. Now, I'm pretty sure even in the 70s, right, we see any part of the ocean where there's always a hurricane, we're like, hmm, what's, what's going that? on? But they're saying we didn't. We just were like, no, we, obviously we shouldn't go over there. So maybe, maybe the magnetism from the storm fucked up our instruments. Well, wouldn't we, you know, we had pilots try to attempt the Bermuda Triangle because of that shit. Yeah, it's... it's Like human curiosity is going to go there. But we didn't. Okay. Not through not through any of the stuff, you know, dropping the bombs. We just never got to this massive storm. We just let it be this whole time. Kind of just how we ignored the money for nothing thing for yeah. years. We went to the moon, could see this shit from outer space still. We just, you We're know, cool. walked right by it. Walking right by. So that that's why Kong is, is that, alive today. Is that the theme of this episode? Uh, we'll see. We're going down a road. All right. So, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So they find the island. They find the island, and the island's full of supersized creatures. Yeah. All right, so Kong. Once again, you gather that by the previews. I saw some lizards. I think I saw a spider or two. All of those enormous creatures you see in the video Mm -hmm. exist on an island that's, I don't know, maybe the distances they're walking, they can walk in a day, and they can walk from the north side of the island to the south side of the island through jungles. So what is that, like four miles? I don't know. I mean, typically, don't they go on like 11-mile marches in the military or something like that? I don't know. Let's just say dense jungle is probably not that easy to hike through. Let's be generous. Let's say it's seven miles, okay? All right. Looking at the size of Kong in the preview. What did they hike in Nam? Maybe three miles? I don't know. Sorry. Are you going to start talking clicks? Yeah, you got me. clicks? Yeah, you got me thinking that way now. Sorry. Kong's huge. He's building size. And he's going to be on an island that's, you know, seven miles. Once again, I kind of saw from the previews, you see this giant silverback just standing upright. I thought they were kidding. And I, really I mean, I he's literally, I mean, if that guy takes a shit, like the island's going to tip over. <laughs> <laughs> that's never addressed either. <laughs> you know, that guy takes a shit. That island's just going to tip. Right. Like, the island's going to get, it's going to get a little heavy on one end. I have seesaw. I know it's a, a monster movie, but like I've said so many times in the past, if you're gonna if you're gonna build the world, at least put a little effort forward. You know, right, make it a little larger, or maybe downscale the giant Kong. But just just give me a reason to believe. You know, right. something. Just give me a straw. Yeah. Instead, we see in the preview the giant spider is existing. I mean, this enormous spider. It took up. It it looked like it took up a city block. Okay. You need several spiders, I'm guessing, to have anything breed for any period of time at all. Right. In a seven-mile island, it'd be nothing but these. It'd be that'd be all there was. There'd just be these giant just spiders crawling on top of each other. It, just the, the all of the the physics and dimensions and the, it, nothing worked out. So it pulled me out of the movie right away. Right, so I'm struggling with this island storm from the beginning, and all of a sudden, you know, my, there's me and then my buddies to my right, and then there's this family of three people. The 
dad, the talking loud girl, and then the mother with the small baby. And the dad keeps shushing the daughter because she's talking loud, like real loud. And I, I'm getting, I, I can hear it, but the again, the noise in the theater right. is so loud, not bothering me, but my buddy must have really been able to hear it. Because he was right next. And I'm kind of, he's not saying anything and he can be kind of passive. So I thought, well, I'll just, you know, I'll wait a second, I'll wait a second. But the dad keeps like quieting her. Shh, shh, yeah. shh. It becomes apparent. And I guess at least he's trying to make an effort, but. Constantly. She talks, he's like, shh. Yeah. And I wasn't, something started to feel off. Right. But now baby's crying. Okay. She's not leaving, dude. She's in first row. She can get up, take a U-turn, and at least go behind you that wall for the theater seating. Yeah. She'd at least be in there. Right. Doesn't do it. In the vestibule. Right. Baby's just crying. And now with the baby crying, we've got the shh, 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 shh. And then you've got the. Frank, do you have the bottle? Like, that's happening. Right. And then you have, oh, the monster. Shh. Yeah, and the girl's yelling and talking to the dad, shushing. He's trying to get the bottle to her. This is all going right next Just to us. Just a cacophony of what should be happening inside of their house happening next to you. Right. And, and with new theaters, there's only like seven rows because it's all the big chairs in our area now. So there's okay. all the signed big lazy boy chairs, and there's like seven rows of them. Was so it a full? Full house. Fuck. Full house. Other people. Now, now I'm. Okay, so I'm trying to watch this stuffed animal shitty fucking movie, King Kong movie. It's m- terrible. This film? It's terrible. It's yeah. so bad. It's so it's so bad you should just go see it. I'm not giving it the money. Wasted. No, because you give it the money, then, then they're going to go make a sequel. A number of people that are going to take my advice, minute, never. It's probably, you know what? You I know, haven't I, seen I, the I, figures, but it's probably successful. Probably. I'll wait for Netflix, though. They're not getting my money. <laughs> I'm not contributing to that sequel. So as the movie's getting worse and worse and worse, I'm, you know, I'm now I'm irritated. Do I say something to the mom about the baby? Can you do that? Are you allowed to say anything to somebody with the baby? Is that shitty? Yeah, no. I mean, what the fuck are you doing with a baby in a fucking sound blaster? Yeah, do you, do you lean did, forward and just did, make did, eye contact did, with her? Do you not? I mean, the baby's probably crying because she's got tinnitus. Like, her ears are probably, the poor baby's ears are just, because they're getting fucking blasted. Are, you know, then there's this girl at the same time, and now I'm picking up. How old is the, the girl? baby, she's like 15. Oh, okay. But I'm picking so up. So she should know better. That she doesn't. Yeah. And she doesn't because I think there's a problem. Right. And so now I'm in a circumstance where new mother brings new baby with special needs daughter and father to the cinema to see this bad Kong movie. So and you're putting it together, the daughter is special needs? Yep. It's, it's clear. Okay. All right. I actually saw... I've been in the movie with a special needs person before, and uh, he was okay. <laughs> you know, you got some, well, I mean, uh, you had some points where you... Uh, how many groups are going to hate us after this show? I know. Just endless amounts. <laughs> but he was all right. I mean, he would say, you know, he'd make a couple comments here and there. Oh, and I'm not going to lie bad. to you. Just, it, was, it was the scene in uh, Attack of the Clones when uh, Django Fett... Thinks that he's blown up Obi Wan. Hold back on the impression. I can feel the impression coming. You should not do the impression. And Obi Wan's kind of like hiding on the other side of the asteroid in a spaceship. He's gonna do it. And the guy goes, "Oh, he's right there." It's like, yeah, he is. Good pickup. Good pickup. That's exactly what was happening. And it was, yeah. Uh, I didn't get pissed, but it was just kind of like, yeah, I know, buddy. We we're all seeing it. 
I'm glad you picked up on it too. That was what was happening, but around every corner at a frenetic pace. And okay. she just couldn't get a commentary see, out fast enough. Wow. Okay. See, my guy, that was maybe one out of three. And well, the only reason I remember it was just because of the timing. So one out of three, and I'm dealing with somebody going on and on. You're on and on, on with time. a barrage. What am I supposed to do? The inside, Jim inside is like, make eye contact with the dad and be like, what the fuck's going on, bro? Right. You know, what is happening? Yeah, come on, bro. Yeah. How did you let... Did um, you see, at uh, some point in time, driving to the theater, it had to occur to him that he's going opening weekend to a film that's heavily advertised with folks that may or may not be able to deal in the environment. And right. when it starts happening, this movie's at 2.30 in the afternoon on a Saturday, busy. Well, let me ask you this. You have a special needs brother. Mm-hmm. Would you take him? He has different, he's told, he doesn't do that. Okay. Okay. If, if my, now, if he did do that, would you take him? No. Okay. I would certainly not take him when it was busy. Like peak hours, maybe take him to like a matinee or something. And that's where the guy with my experience, it was the matinee middle of the day. It was just my girlfriend, myself, and you know, that group. I can get up. I'm Yeah. In the old days, good. you could just get up and go to a different chair. Now it's assigned yeah. seating, and they actually have people keeping track of who's sitting where okay. so that they don't have people sneaking into, into theaters. There's cameras in there, and if right. you move, they know shit will come up to you. I saw it twice in Kong. Hey, I need you to go back to your seat. Oh, wow. Because there's also premium seats and all this okay. regulation bullshit. So they're watching you yeah. watching a movie. They are. It's a, it's a weird deal. I'm not going to that theater. And do can you say to that person, hey... I don't think you can, because we got a feel for dude, right? Like, maybe this is as good as it gets. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm pretty much thinking like he's shoehorning this in. Like, me and the wife, we're going out tonight. It's gonna be fun. Everyone's gonna have fun. Yeah, it felt like that. And we're gonna make this work. He couldn't. And have he's enjoyed pro- he's the probably movie. just hanging on by a thread. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think he has any <laughs> idea what happened during the movie. I mean, he literally it was everything that happened. I kind of yeah. Stop it. Quiet. No, I don't have the I mean, bottle. I, yeah. Take I gotta, the baby out. He literally leaned over to her and he said, take the baby out of the theater. And she just gave him the finger. <laughs> His gave wife him? gave him the finger. Because I'm, she's, I'm sure she's looking. You know, who knows what the dynamic is? Right. But this is all playing out right. while I'm like, trying to watch Kong. Right, because she's probably like, why do, I have to, why do I have to miss the movie? Oh, you get to sit here and watch the movie? And he's like, no, I got to stay here with, with, our, with our daughter. You know, who's going to stay? It's not like I'm asking you to take both of them into the vestibule. I think the etiquette is they got to go. You just I really go. do. Like do you, you know what go. the tickets were? Because you know what? You can always go. Can't you? Can you get a, how, at what point can you get a refund? Not for that. Not for that? Nope. See, and that's why they stuck it through. This was probably like their night out. Because those tickets, what are those? Like $20 tickets? They're, the, the seats we sat in were eleven fifty a ticket. Okay. So, so for two people fare. to go is $23 for a movie. And to me, that's so high. For the family, they probably spent 35 Did they have popcorn? I honestly had, I mean, if I was going to make eye contact with him, I was so concerned what that eye contact might amount to that I never did. Okay. I was annoyed. Yeah. Cause you know, soda for mom, soda for um, big sis, soda for dad. Yeah. That's $16 right there. Okay. Maybe some snacks, 25, 30 bucks. Tacking that on top of your 30, 30 bucks. bucks, $60, $65 to go to a yeah. movie. And he looked like he was living in abject hell. Yeah. We're going to enjoy this fucking movie. Yeah, it was terrible. It was absolutely Was it a terrible. Friday night? 
Saturday, Sat- Saturday afternoon. This Saturday is afternoon. Price. Yep. Saturday afternoon. We're getting out of the house. It's going to be nice. Couldn't find a fucking babysitter. Yeah. Yeah. I felt yeah. like he, I think he knew he bought tickets right by the exit. I felt like at some point it had crossed his mind. If shit gets in, you know, if it gets like, too bad, we bail we got out a the jam. side we're good. Yeah. We got a jam. I can send daughter out to play video games or something. We can do this. And the yeah. whole plan just, just went, to, went shit. to hell on him. Oh. Yeah, but I mean, hopefully lesson learned. I didn't necessarily want him to learn their lesson or anything. I just, I don't know. I mean, common consideration is pretty much totally absent in most social situations. I've complained about it from time to time. Anyway, uh, we are heading towards a sacred holiday of yours. Is it a, hmm, how should we phrase that, a holiday or... Is it an occasion? It's definitely a... I, I think Is it's, it both? I, yeah. A holiday and a celebration? It's a holiday with which you celebrate on. We're, of course, speaking of March 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. You know, I took off work. Did you? Yeah. Thursday night or Friday? Friday. Friday. Friday and Saturday the next day for some recoup. Lifers? Nope. Those were beta. Those were beta. Yep. So we didn't release those, actually. Yep. We had an episode of drinking on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> it was, it's, you shouldn't even wonder about it. It was terrible. Yeah. It was it just was, terrible. It was horrible. Um, you were actually supposed to come get me last St. Patrick's Day. You were supposed to be my sober cab. You never showed up. No. I didn't, sh- I, I, that was not that I did not show up. It's that we, did, we ended up not going out for St. Patrick's Day at all because I had to work. Yeah, so you owe me a St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Unfortunately, it can't be this one because uh, I guess whose car is back in the shop? Your car is approaching Lemon Law. Yeah, this is. Uh, You're getting ripped off. This is sucking. This is sucking. So this is. Um, I plan on uh, having St. Patrick's Day off months in advance. I already put in for it. I do every year. Uh-huh. I always take off for St. Patrick's Day and the day after. And uh, I'm not going to be able to go out and celebrate because um, this fucking car is just, it's draining me. Why don't you just Uber? Uber to an Irish pub, wall up for the day, Uber home. Once again, you got to spend money out there. It's money that is going into my car. Oh, you see. It's killing my St. Patrick's Day. You were a good shopper. You found a good shop to take it to this time. Hopefully, we'll just put it to bed and we don't have to hear about your car anymore. I really hope so. I really hope so. Aren't any of your friends going out? I mean, I, you know I'm not a huge drinker. Those aren't there right. Irish see, friends see, and, of yours? And, and that's why I like having you around. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> You're dependable. Great. All my other friends with the Irish in them, we all get too fucking drunk. And then say, you know, fucking Charlie fucking brought us in there. Next thing you know, you're like, Charlie, you're not driving. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I hate being in that situation. But if four of you go out and there's one sober cab and sober cab gets drunk, the worst thing that happens is you guys leave the car and the four of you split a cab. What's the big deal? Well, I get pissed off because that's money I wasn't counting on spending that night. You should probably rat hole it on a St. Like Patrick's Day. You should assume all members of the party are going to be too drunk to drive. Yeah, I guess that would be. I think this is good common sense. Yeah. I did check into cabs last year, though. and Man, just getting a cab to St. Paul during those peak hours is like, forget it. And they were jacking up their rates. It was pretty bad. 
here's what you do. You get yourself a five-hour energy bottle. Mm-hmm. You put your hard liquor of choice in it, slide it in your pocket. You're saving $10 right there. When you go to the bar, ask for a water back, put your liquor in the water back, boom, you get a drink, right? Yeah. You've now saved because you've drank at the bar. You know, you're trying to you know get where you're trying to get. Right. But you save the money by bringing from home. Now you have your cab fare. Okay. Everybody in the group does that. You're still having a drink out. You're still having a good time. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just eh, when you kind of live out in the sticks in the suburbs, you know, when you're trying to get downtown. I mean, oh, I, I we're going downtown. Town. Okay. St. Paul. So for sure I'm not taking you. Oh. For sure. See, why I hear I hear it's a madhouse. That's why I wouldn't go. It's an amateur hour. Amateur hour. Oh, it's terrible. I remember my first beer. That's what it, that's what you're dealing with. Really? You're dealing with people that aren't out to have a good time. They're out to just get destroyed. I think in their mind, they're thinking, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to be this really funny guy and I'm going to pick up chick A or chick B and I'm going to be the life of the party. And what really happens is about 40 minutes in, they've already drank too much. Yeah. They're groups of friends letting each other know how they really feel about one another, which I feel is very Irish, really. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're in the middle of that. And as a sober cab, there's nothing worse. Mm-hmm. Because now you're the, you're, you're the center point of the criticism. Like, oh, you think you're better than me? Huh? Because you don't drink. You think you're better than I am? <laughs> Watch this, asshole. <laughs> Gonna make you wreck. Get him a fucking drink. <laughs> you got your big boy pants on? Huh? You got your big boy pants on? Yeah, drink that, you condescending piece of shit. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there with a Diet Coke, like, hmm. Okay. Awesome. I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm just waiting in a bar stool for six hours for you, you fuck. I can feel your plight on that. That would be tough to be the sober cab on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, and then and then the people I don't know. Yeah. You know, that it's a big party, right? We're you know, we're all Irish, we're all gonna talk, we're all getting drunk. Guy comes up, what are you drinking? Uh, Coke. What? Hey, Tim, Tim, get over. This guy's just drinking a diet coke. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you're a freak. <laughs> I remember that's funny too because everyone's drinking, and I remember um, uh, one of the St. Patrick's days I did in Milwaukee. You know, a lot of Polish out there, mm-hmm. and just everyone just wearing these shirts. I'm Irish today. Uh, you're the reason. You're the reason it's so congested down here. Well, because they want to join the fun and not be ostracized because they're Polish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is our day. All right. You know what they did to our people. 200 years ago. They're both big potato cultures, though, aren't they? I, you know, you know, the Pol- I don't give a shit. You know, Polish, they're whatever. Most of the people that I asked said they were Polish. That's why I said Polish. Okay. So I was like, you know, well, what's your, you know, well, my last name is McFalls. I wonder where, wonder where my family originates from. Mm. Clearly, we're, um, clearly, we're Scandinavian. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I just, um, no, it's cool. Join the party. I ended up having to get, but at the same time, you know, hey, hey, it's our, I don't know. I can't really say that though, because I'm, I'm just American. You know what I mean? Like at this point, it's so mudded up that, yeah, okay. Irish is the predominant, um, cult, my, you know, what would you call it? Cultural background that I have. Your ethnicity or heritage. My heritage. Yes. Thank you. My heritage. You know, that's like the most dominant part of my heritage would be Irish. Um, but even then, I mean, it's not like, 
you know, grandma came over on the boat or even great grandma came over on the boat. You know, the McFalls has been around uh, in America for quite some time. So I can't really. It is celebrated around the world, St. Patrick's Day. Right. It's celebrated around the world and it is a day for us to go, all right, we're fucking Irish. Cool. It's one of the few days Americans. Uh, we're of Irish descent. You know, leave the, well, I'm an American stance. And they're like, oh, today we're Irish, you know. And yeah, you today we're other, all Irish, yeah. We're not a real culturally, I mean, we're like culturally diverse in one way, but that diversity is like, okay, well, I'm very glad you're from Ethiopia, but now you're American and we act this way as American. <laughs> like we don't celebrate their culture. Right. I guess with the Irish, they're just like, we get drunk. And it's, our, you know, and Americans were like, well, we like getting drunk. Let's embrace this one. Is that entirely accurate? Because in Ireland, they go to church. And I, I, from Day. everything I've been told about St. Patrick's Day in Ireland, it's not like St. Patrick's Day in America. Like you said, they go to church in the morning. Now, a lot of like Irish people that I do know out here are, are a little like um, closer to the boat, if you will, of having come over here. They do. They go to the church. Um, I know one person goes to the church in St. Paul. Catches morning mass, then goes out and gets fucked up in St. Paul. Okay, so he still goes out and celebrates that night. She does. Yeah, she does. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've got some questions. All right, all right. You know me. I've got, I've got several <clears throat> questions. So St. Patrick, right? Mm-hmm. Born, in, born of priests in Ireland. No. Son of priests is what I understand. No, he was born in Britain. Born in Britain. He's British. Still son of priests. Right. I believe he was, yeah, of um, religious, yes. Now, is it Catholic? And can that happen? Is it just Christian? It's not ambiguous. I think that's a good question. That's a damn good question. And driving the snakes out was driving the other religions out in favor of Christianity, which is why he was anointed a saint. Right. Well, he brought, yeah, essentially the tale is that he brought Christianity into Ireland. This was during Roman Empire time. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, the snakes left. And the three-leaf clover is not anything about luck. It's about three different beliefs or things to do with Christianity that he used the clover to promote to the people to help mm-hmm. drive the snakes out. It's like the truth is not nearly as sexy as, oh, we're all going to get lucky and we're all Irish and hooray for green and yeah. fucking toss me a that's, beer and yeah, some Yeah, that's why it's become more of, and I think people embrace more of the celebratory aspect of it. Well, the reality is to fucking drag. Yeah. It's total drag. <laughs> like, oh, you know, purified the religious landscape and drove out other faiths. Yeah. Fuck you. Get rid of the damn heathens. <laughs> like... I ruined a clover here. <laughs> Fucking buy this bullshit. And then there's some leprechauns. Go go catch one. You get gold. It must have been so intense that one guy after church on St. Patrick's Day just got lit. And everybody's like, that is the stuff. What we're going to do we're now. Doing this. We're going to sit through this early morning shitty mass every 17th of March. And then we're just going to get blitzed. <laughs> and what we took from that over here in the States was... We're going to get blitzed. We're going to get blitzed. <laughs> Fuck mass. We're just going to get fucking we're hammered. Gonna, and we're going to dye our rivers green and the pond in the White House green. Or We're going to say things after work to office people that we would never normally say. It's going to be awkward. But it's all right. Not not that day. Yeah, it's St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day. It's Patty's Day. I was fucked. All Ultimate right. excuse. Yep. 
I have found a way out of the, the uncomfortableness that I was speaking of before at a bar. When they come over and they're just hammering on you for those people sober cabbing for St. Patty's Day, you look them dead in the eye. And this is important. You look them right in the eye, you're unemotional, and you just tell them, I'm an alcoholic, dude. Ooh, good one. They quiet right the fuck down. <laughs> oh. Ooh. All of a sudden, they're sending Diet Cokes to the table. Like <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> Get this man a diet. I one time had someone say, well, what are you doing out on St. Patty's Day? And I said, I'm looking after the safety of my friends so I can have a good time. You're the best, dude. I love you, man. <laughs> can I get you a pop or some water, some food? <laughs> you don't say that, though, and you're just the big, boring right. dickhead. You Until know? they figure it out. Yeah. 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 Have you ever gone all out on a St. Patty's Day? Like done the start drinking, like early in the morning thing? Hmm. No. Never early in the morning. Oh, man. I, uh, I did one year in Pittsburgh. I was, what was I, 23? Yeah, I was 23. So still young, good liver, could handle it. That did not turn out well for me at all. At all. Walk me through quantities. Um, well, I was hanging out with this girl and... Wake up to noon, how many have we had? Well, she comes over, she meets me at my place, and instantly, like, I answer the door, and she's like, happy St. Patty's Day, hug, beer. We're off and going. She hands me a beer... And like a fucking granola bar. Like 12 ounce consumer bud. Are we going lager here with a higher alcohol uh, content? Dude, this was like 11 years ago, 12 years ago. Um, I don't know. 12 ounce can. Okay, regular standard beer. Just beer. Okay. Just hands me a beer and she cracks it. And I mean, she just takes it down. So I'm like, fuck, okay. I, I can't be, you know, emasculated by this. I got I got a chug too. Welcome, you know, welcome to St. Patrick's Day, motherfucker. And so I do. I just take it down. Pulls out another one. There you go. It's like, all right, all right. So we're Two. not going to have an accurate count here. No, no. It gets real fuzzy real fast. When did you stop remembering in the day? So I remember we took public transit down. Her stepfather was playing in an Irish band at an Irish pub. At what time? So yeah, so you start drinking at ten, and by one we lose the history for the rest of the day. Pretty close. Uh, it gets bad. It gets bad. Uh, and we're there, and like I like this. Like I'm trying to impress this girl. Yeah. Yeah. First time kind of meeting her folks, and her like her. Yeah. In your mind, and, was it like so you're going to meet her folks? And in your mind, was it smart to try to keep pace with her, or out drink her, or at any time in your mind were you thinking, you know what? I'm going to throttle back a little bit, let her have a good time, keep my composure, meet the parents. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a good guy. <laughs> no, dude, I'm young and stupid. And that, oh. no, that doesn't cross my mind. You're like, I can drink a half a bottle. Won't affect me. I'm good. I'm good. I can take two to every one of hers. We can just jog to the bar. Yeah. No problem. Easy. I'll do it backwards. <laughs> and th- this went on until? I don't, um, all of a sudden it was dark and we're trying to order dinner. And at a restaurant or at a restaurant. Or phone? Okay. Yeah, because their family's like, uh, you guys need to get something to eat. <laughs> Mom and dad meeting young Travis the first time. We're like, maybe and you uncle, should have a cracker. Aunt and uncle are there. They're oh, like, God. Yeah, you guys need to eat. Um, 
Because, I mean, we were just going. Like I said, her stepdad was in the band. So at the bar, we're just getting free Guinness. Like, they're just pumping it into us. Into free like, Guinness? And Why would a bartender do that on, like, the bar day? Well, we're tipping them, but he's giving us free Guinness because so we're with the band. So the tips and the bar is losing their ass. So, okay, got it. You know, we're with the band or whatever. Um, and, um, I mean, we're paying, we're paying for like every third drink, okay. something like that. And so, um, and of course, like Jameson gets brought out and it's it, too adult. It's too adult. The it, flavor's too adult. I'm too big a wuss for okay. it. Like, See, I'm, I'm chasing it. Like, yeah. the throat. Irish car bombs are going around. Oh, Jesus. It's just, I mean, this is, I've already got a, like, we ended up stumbling across some of my buddies. They'd already been to the parade in the morning, napped, came back out. It's still daylight out in March in Pittsburgh. So we're uh, maybe at four o'clock here. They've napped. They've come back out. And they're still, you know, and they're like, holy shit, dude. How are you still going? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And we get to a point. I don't, like I said, I, I just don't remember you much. You can tell you don't remember much. The story's going nowhere fast. Do we get the girl? No. So we don't get the girl. This is probably the last time I saw the girl. Okay, this is starting to make more sense now when the story's going somewhere. Yeah, this is probably the last time I saw the girl. So we're, the so, so, work out. So we're on the way to get dinner with the parents. We're in the backseat of the aunt and uncle car, and uh, she's getting emotional, and I'm just trying to be like, yeah, the way you feel about things, Yes. You mean she's professing a likeness towards you and you just blew her off? No, she was actually kind of pissed at her parents or something. It's one of those, like, my parents suck. These aunt and uncle, they're cooler. They were my parents. And, you know, I'm saying, don't say things like that, man. Don't say things like that. <sighs> you know, it was... Messy. It, yeah, it got real sloppy. Have you ever heard the saying... Liquor before beer, you're in the clear. That's all Beer before that. liquor, you'll never you'll be, be sicker. sicker. Do you, do you buy into it? No. You don't? No. Because we got there, I couldn't even eat. Like, I couldn't order anything. Like, we went to order, like, a, a beer, and, like, the waitress was like, I don't know if I should bring this. These, these kids are looking pretty ghostly. Now, you started Specific, with beer, and you had liquor me. after, so you are sicker. Yep. Had you had liquor first and then gone to beers, maybe you'd have been able to eat is what I'm saying. I think that's a bunch of bullshit. Can you give me evidence to the contrary? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've done liquor before <laughs> beer and I've I've been sicker. Any that you can remember in detail that arrive no. at a point. No. So, so maybe. Yeah. Um I think smoking actually uh elevates hangovers. I really do. God, I miss smoking. Oh, every time. So see that's that's how I get you to that's how I pacify you. you know, I just get you on that. Oh, I remember smoking. It was great. Any of you thinking of quitting, you shouldn't shouldn't do it. And so um I did it. Should never have done it. So I uh yeah, just got super fucked up and like it's the point. I've got the spins. I'm in the restaurant and they're trying to have this conversation with me and I, I just I can't do it. I can't. The world is spinning. I'm I gotta get out of here. And they're like, dude, just sit down. Be I'm like, no, I need I, I, and like at that point, like I'd kind of bonded a little with the uncle. I'm like, dude, just, just, just let me go. Just let me go in the truck. Let me go in the truck. I gotta, I gotta get away from here. So I'm like passed out, like just laying in the back of the truck, like fuck. I just fucked everything up. 
this sucks. Fuck. And sure enough, mom and daughter come out and they're just like, hey, so uh, you want us to take you home? I was like, yeah, probably a good idea. And the mom's like, yeah, probably. <sighs> yeah. She and, never uh, called again. No, she did. She did. But the shame, just the shame I felt after that. Really? Yeah. So you blew her off even though you were the shit. Well, we got in touch once or twice, but then I was moving away from Pittsburgh. And literally, like, I didn't have a cell phone. This is before, you know, most everyone had cell phones. I only had the landline. And I moved half of my shit back, and I was coming back for, like, just the last bits of my stuff, you know, because I was moving out of Pittsburgh. And then, sure enough, there was a a message from her. Travis, I'm at this awesome, like, water park. Come with me. Da-da-da-da-da. Let's hang out. And that was that. I I just kind of left it at that. 23. 23. I mean, 2000... Uh, I don't know, 13 years ago. It's 2004. You didn't have a cell phone? No. Get the fuck out of here. No. took me a while to get a cell phone. Well, how did you communicate with people? I had a landline. Nobody reaches anyone on landline in 2004. Yeah, we did. All the time. Not me. Uh, Not you. Okay. I know. I know. Not you. 2003 was the last year I had a home phone. Okay. I kept the home phone going until about 2006. Impressive. Yeah. I fought wow. it. I fought Do it. Do you have an answer machine? Yeah. Did you upgrade for the caller ID or did we you have did, a pager? We did have caller ID. No, I've never had a pager. No pager. No pager. So classic straight vinyl with Travis over here. You want to call me, call my home. If I'm there, I will answer. If not, I will get back to you. Exactly. Like, if I'm out, I'm fucking out. I've already made my plans. So weird. You know, especially at that age. Like, I always had plans. So, you know, I was like, I don't want to be in the middle of the night, you know, doing my thing. And then, oh, there's you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's somebody else. I'd like to hang out. Fuck them. Yeah. I'm already doing my thing here. You knew. You knew I was going out. And, like, I had something of a routine. So it's not like I was hard to find. Usually people could find me. You know, in Pittsburgh. It's a big city. Yeah. But I mean, they knew which like districts, which neighborhoods I like to go to. (laughs) I can't reach Travis. He's definitely at the bar. It's four in the morning. (laughs) Let's see here. Squirrel Hill? Yeah, he's probably in Squirrel Hill. 10 a.m. He could be drinking by now. Check the VFW. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, where would I have been at 10 a.m.? No, there was this. No, I'd have been in Oakland. 10 a.m. I'd have been in Oakland. Yeah, those yeah. days of those days have long since sailed. Long past, yeah. And I didn't drive anywhere too, you know. Just walked, just walked a you, lot. You sound like some sort of just I don't even know, just drifter, like some <laughs> fucking drifter. Drift no job, no phone, drinking a, all hours of the day, I probably a, in a band. Um, yeah, we had a we had a basement set up. Yeah, yeah. Um, How's know, that play with girls? Tables? Does that play? Uh, at that time when you're 23, yes, it did. It did. It did. I don't think that would play now at 35. No phone was romantic to them. Like, oh, you know, you've got to catch him. He's the only home at such and such a time. So. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I did all right in Pittsburgh. I got some dates. All right. So. If they called. Did they find it odd you didn't have a cell phone? No. No, because a lot of, like half of them had cell phones. Half of them didn't. I'm trying to think of a friend that didn't have a cell phone in 2004. I can't honestly think of one. No. 
Okay, well, that's the group you ran. You're, with, na- right? you're now that person. Yeah. You're the guy I know that didn't have a cell phone in 2004. I mean, let's face it. You know, we were all college age, so most of us, you know, a lot of the people I ran with were still in college. Right. So a lot of them couldn't, you know, they didn't have a cell phone. That's as expensive as a home phone, though. Yeah, but when you're, like, at the dorms or something, they've got a landline for you. That was your phone? Like, the main dorm phone was your phone? No, no. You had, like, your own phone in your own room. Night like came with the with the with bill. With the bill, yeah. Hmm. So, um, it's more. It makes I mean, more I wasn't sense. I wasn't living in a dorm at the time. You know, we had a we had a we had a house, right? So, but yeah, yeah, that was that was probably the worst St. Patrick's Day I've ever had. Green beer. I don't I, like green beer. I don't no. like dyed green beer. It's mm, gross. I did it once when I was twenty. When I was twenty, we did it for St. Patrick's Day once. Did the green beer. Yep. And uh, I tell you what, like when your feces is green for Even like... your teeth, just your teeth, your yeah. teeth and tongue all green. Uh, Don't like for it. For like, I was shitting green for like a week. That's and um, no, that's not cool. The only festive other, at least. The only other time that it happened to me was when like I was nine and I got stung in the ass by a jellyfish. Whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> happened at the beach. <laughs> Just stinging on your, just a sting on your rear end from a jellyfish, and all of a sudden your number two's turned green. Yeah, for like a day. It's really weird, dude. You're telling me? I was freaking out. Was there, was was there a clinical explanation for that that you were given, or did you just? No, cope? my dad was just like, "Tough it out." It sounds right. Yeah, be a man, tough it out. I'm like, dad, it hurts. Even like I come running out of the water, like my ass, you know. And it's like, get your hand off your ass. Walk it off. They hurt like a bitch, man. It hurt so bad. And like everyone was out of the water, but you know, of course, me, like, hey, look how far out I can swim. Da, 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 da. All of a sudden, I'm looking around. Why is everybody out of the water? Everyone's like, come back, come into shore. Okay. And I got to about knee deep water, and all of a sudden, this pain just shot up my ass. Not good. Uh, it was not good. I was laying on my stomach for about two, three days. Now, urinating on a jellyfish sting is supposed to take the sting out, right? Yeah, I wasn't having my dad piss That'd on me. That'd be pretty weird to have your dad piss on your ass <laughs> yeah. after a jellyfish yeah. sting. And, He'd um, certainly have been arrested. Yes. And n- neither of us wanted that to happen. That picture you're painting, not good. Yeah. I can so. see why he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Could you so. remove your free hand, please? <laughs> not cool. No. <laughs> so so yeah so the green beer just reminded me of that terrible experience so yeah, i don't do the green beer experience. anymore even when i see the green river in chicago i kind of cringe a little i kind of cringe chicago you know it feels like they've got the parade and there's a heavy irish working class town and it's you know it's not minneapolis minneapolis is not it's german up here yeah yeah, it's the Fuhrer, you know. <laughs> it's German, um, Nordic, Scandinavian. Yeah, I mean, they, these people fish for their fish. They won't go buy fish. Right. It's the weirdest thing. Just, it's a weird area. It's Long not- John Silvers can't make it up here because all these people just go catch their own fucking fish. Right. They're cheap Germans. So you go to an Irish bar. You know, maybe a handful of populish McThats are full. And other than that, you know, you're not going to go up to Applebee's for St. Patty's Day. It's bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they, that's, I guess that's why it all goes downtown St. Paul, because that's like the big Irish strip. Hmm. 
Yeah, Let's like say the, that's true. In a town of, what, 9 million people here or something? Yeah. That, that can't be good. So one little... No parking. Yeah, one little strip. Yeah, you know there's no parking. No and parking. And it's right there by the Excel Center. Yeah. yeah. It's, fri- it's going to be a Friday night, so it's busy anyway. Oh, man. It's going to be a Friday morning, too. Yeah. It's going to be a mess, dude. You yeah, sure you, you're going to do this? Yeah, you've got me rethinking it now. Who suggested this? Oh, man. Basically anyone. I'm just like, so if I do St. Patrick's Day here, everybody got to do downtown St. Paul, man. Got to do it. Well... Because it's not interesting to life, so I'm not going to give you some suggestions. But after this show, there there are all t- there's there's certainly alternatives. All right. Well, um, hopefully you'll be my sober cab on them. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. 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 I work. Never. No, not going to talk you out of that. I'll I'll give you the ten dollars for Uber home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to. You call me. You need a ride. I'll I'll send you an Uber. All right. All right. I'll hold you to that. Um. I was trying to think. Did you ever have so no bad St. Patrick's? I, I've told lifers recently about a St. Patrick's Day incident that happened to me. Um, once again, don't put fucking a wicker rug in your living room. Yeah, you, t- you did mention the St. Yeah, Patrick's the, Day sex. Yeah. yeah, the wicker. The wicker. That was rough. Got engaged on a St. Patrick's Day. It's really was, just not an important holiday in my life. Am you know, I the only person that feels this way? You know, maybe maybe I'm thinking I should start being the sober cab on St. Patrick's Day. I mean, let's see. I thoroughly embarrassed myself in front of a girl on St. Patrick's Day. I got engaged for the first time on a St. Patrick's Day. Um, I proceeded to get uh, chunks of my knees torn out due to a wicker rug on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see... Um, Oh, then the second fiance, um, the St. Patrick's Day we went together, um, went out together. I ended up getting strep throat. Yeah, I, all of the things that you're mentioning are just reinforcing, I, reinforcing or galvanizing in my mind why St. Patrick's Day has never been anything more than. I think my mom did green eggs and ham with dyed milk on St. Patrick's Day when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. As I got older, it turned into like an obligation to sober cab. Uh, yeah, just really, we're really not selling this work, work on, you know, maybe some green at work. I'm, I'm, I feel, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure of the people that listen to this, they feel the same way. Like maybe they changed their computer background to green or something. Yeah. I really just, you man, love it. I love it. But now, now that I'm talking about it, I'm starting to, <laughs> this is a big fucking inconvenience. Like, I made some is, seriously poor life choices. I have seriously fucked up on St. Patrick's day. Quite a few times. Do you eat corned beef and cabbage? Uh, if I can get it, you know, if I'm around. Otherwise, typically I just... No, you don't. Typically I have a liquid diet that day. Yes, you drink all day. Yeah. What do you... Tell me what you get out of it. What do you get out of being blasted all day long? Because it sounds, particularly at my age, and even back at 23, sounds just exhausting and expensive. It can be. It can be, but sometimes it's really fucking fun, too. How you just, many of you your St. Patrick's have turned into, like, everybody's on your level? Let's say there were, let's be kind and say there's been 15. That silence you hear is mm-hmm. <laughs> a fog. He's like, he honestly can't remember that many of them. So I really he's like, can't. He's trying to go after other people's stories of what might have taken place. <laughs> I'm trying to think. 
So we went downtown Minneapolis one time, and a group of us, my closest friends, went out, and we got drunk, and we had a good time, but it wasn't any different than any other time. And the more drunk you get as a group of guys, the less likely it is you're going to go home with anybody because you're loud and you're obnoxious and, you know, the other dudes in the bar don't like you because you're an amateur and the girls can see you're going to be probably a charity case. They have to babysit. So, I mean, having a great time on St. Patrick's Day, unless you bring girls with you that want to have a good time. That's really the only time. Yeah, I've never, like, gone out on a St. Patrick's Day and just gotten blasted and... Had a girl look from me, you know, the other room and me look at her from the other, you know, side of the room and just, ooh, dream weaver. Yeah, the the sparks never just flew on St. Patty's (laughs) Yeah, it was more just, ooh, dream. Yeah, nasty. Yeah, so. um, The shirts that people wear pretty much guarantee not getting laid. (laughs) The phrases, the little kitschy things. Yeah. You know, I saw a girl walking around with a shirt in her, in her, in her, uh, her hands at the mall at Spencer's. Yeah. That says, I want a little Irish inside me, or I want to make me Irish inside me. Or it's, it's basically, basically implying that an Irish guy fucks her and she's now Irish, Irish. for the night. Yeah. No, nah, that doesn't really, that doesn't do anything for me. Like, to me, that's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> that, that really does nothing for me. Pump the brakes. Yeah. Like, it's not safe to sleep around like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talked about some things earlier in the show, like, hey, you know, I, I, yeah, I know we have ways of better ways of treating things now, but um, let's learn from the past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we're, we're, it's almost over. The show should ha- the show should have concluded minutes ago, but I, I, I got to tell you a story. All right. I, I need to know how you feel about th- where you stand on this. Yeah, we've been taking some stances here uh, this week. So. We've already fucking... If you hate us by now and you're still listening, bravo. <laughs> this probably won't help. Yeah. Because this, this is going to paint a very bad yeah, picture. Yeah, you, you've heard us paint kind of a... Uh, and then me geek out on Alien. Oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna give you the opportunity to look great here. Okay. You can leave me on my own little island, if you will. And I'll go on to my own little world. And you can just act superior. You're going to be like, I'd never do that. All okay. Right. Well, let's, let's see here. <clears throat> so I go out to dinner, my wife and I, and couple friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've mentioned couple friends before. We've got yeah, some couple you know, friends. Yeah, you do your couple thing. And uh, my wife is close to them, and I'm brought along because I'm married to her. <laughs> you know, I have to I, – I like them. Right? right, but I don't really know them. Right, you know everything is in you know very small, consolidated. They're, they're nice to socialize with, like casually. I've, I've you you I've, you know you can restaurant talk with them. Everything's been fine up until this point in terms of interacting with them. Right, but like I don't you have any history. You can, you can have a restaurant conversation with them, but you don't know. Yeah, we've never been arrested. We've never gone on a vacation. I don't know them from growing up. Never really so. been to their house. I was to recently went to their house, but even at that, I haven't been through the whole house. Right. Like they aren't like, Hey Jim, go feed the dog. Like, we're not on that level yet. Yeah. We're, we're new couple friends. Okay. And I know that my wife is bonded with the couple and I'm tolerated. 
I am. I'm a bit of an asshole. You know, they'll go out and drink and have a good time. And I'm like, you know, I have a you're Diet the, Coke. You're the I'm, stick in the mud. I'm a downer. I drive. Yeah. Um, I, See, to, I love people like you. I have to work, you know, a lot of hours so I can't just get bombed. And, and so right. some of that bonding is not taking place. I'm overly candid, as you know. I'm constantly like, no, I don't fucking like that. And I think it's retarded that you do. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> and so it's just, you know, that's, that's me. I'm, right. You either love me or you hate me. So we're out at Benihana's. Do you know what Benihana's is? Yeah. It's, it's Benihana's. It's a fucking restaurant. It's a hibachi restaurant where yeah. they cook the food in front of you, you know, where they yep. get the big hot plate and you're forced to sit at a table with strangers if you don't have enough people to fill yeah, up your table. Yeah, I, I have been out of the house once or twice. Believe it or not, I've, I've done hibachi. Well, I was, I'm just Several waiting times. for you to fill it in for our lifers. Well, uh, I've never been to a Benihana, but if you just said a hibachi restaurant, I know what you mean. They're annoying. You go the first time you go. Did he do the choo-choo train thing? Oh yeah, we got the choo-choo train. We got the beating heart made out of eggs. We got the volcano made out of onions. I've We've done got the volcano flipping What's... shrimp tails into his hat. Oh, I had him flip them into my mouth. He did that. He tried that too, or he was flipping them at people at the table. He yeah. was doing sake bombs. He was. I was uh, doing sake bombs too. Twirling an egg on a knife and then yep, throwing twirling the egg, egg up yep. in the air and catching it. I didn't it. see the heartbeat thing though. What was the heartbeat? No, he one? takes the scrambled eggs before he makes fried rice and he makes a heart and then he puts a spatula under it and he makes the heart look like it's beating. Oh, oh. I haven't all seen of, that one. All of this would be cool if it was cleanly executed, but mm. it takes him several tries. He's clearly like trained maybe on a weekend and then just thrown to the wolves. Have you ever seen a white guy at a hibachi? No. Yeah. <laughs> these these were uh, Latin Americans from some one of those you pick one of those countries. They were not Japanese. They that, they, that they, they their name pick, tags pick one of those countries. Yeah, because their name tags would intimate that it doesn't say Jose or right. Juan. You know, it says like uh, uh, Mao or Chang or you know, it's got so a, something racist, something like, Asian. But they're clearly not Asian. They're clearly you know Central American. You are um, really digging a hole. No, this is factual. This is what they're doing. Like you okay. go to Benihana's and to like sell you the hibachi experience. They're like, here, meet Mr. Park or whatever okay. from Korea. And it's like, he's, you know, from Ecuador. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know like when I go to Mexican restaurants and then like, I'll actually like be talking with Mexican friends of mine. I'll be like, yeah, dude, you know, I went to like, you know, this Mexican restaurant. And they're like, it's not a Mexican restaurant. They're Guatemalans. Yeah. And you're kind of like. Well, I mean, isn't it like, no, it's not a Mexican restaurant. You're like, okay. They, they take carte blanche with that. I mean, they just, anybody that came to the table to prepare had a racist name tag. Okay. And this is a mall of America. So it's not like, you know, they're, they're hiding this practice. It's right out there right, in front of the world right. to see. Well, I mean, mall of America is very cookie cutter anyway. So we get seated at the table and we take up half the table, us four, and then the other four are uh i think they're from holland or germany one of yeah. the two once again come and do the cookie cutter kind of thing well let's see the mega mall right you know and you get the very yeah yeah and they you are they're not wanting to talk and my wife all of a sudden hears them say something she's like well i think they're from iceland or whatever and so i'm in the middle of the table so i'm next to the, the there's a a father who's like 60 there's a mother of nearly the same age there's a son close to my age and his wife all right. Probably closer to a doll's age. So we're all having dinner, and I'm trying to let you know, you try to mix it up because it's uncomfortable to eat dinner with people. Right. You don't and you're say like, yeah, when he does the steamboat thing, you kind of all laugh together. Right. Or the choo choo train, I mean. So we're, they're having drinks and wine, and, you know, they're living, they're like, they're having the Benihana experience. There's sake and 
and sushi and, you know, they're just pigging out. And we're just kind of, you know, we're local. We got like a comedy thing we're going to go see later. So we're just, you know, let's yeah, get just, served just and go. Get, get a bite. Yeah. But they're making this thing last longer. Anyway, but we're not talking. I'm trying to talk. The sun's kind of a prick to me. You know, like okay. I, you know, make a call. Oh, well, you know, it looks pretty good. And he's like, yeah, it looks fine. You know, it's like, all right, I'll fuck, fuck me. Right. So, <laughs> sorry. So as the meal, we get to the end of the meal and the mom stands up. Well, actually, before this, let me go back. So the other couple, the husband, mm-hmm. is a sheriff. Okay. He's a he's a 30-year-old, 32-year-old, in shape, 5'10", you know, guns. Yeah. The, the epitome of fitness, short hair, you know. Yeah. Looks good. Set a great watch, shape. a haircut, yeah. Yep. I'm the 40-year-old, maybe in some... Dad jeans, shirt, and button up, kind of, you know. You got the dad bod going. Yeah, next to next to the wife, yes, yeah. know, whatever. And uh, so anyway, end of dinner, chick stands up, the mom starts walking, and uh, all of a sudden she just, boom, faints, right? And so the husband in our group fucking snaps too, right? Yeah. Boom, he's up, he's in the EMT mode, he's got her flipped over, Ice, are you okay? He's checking her breathe away and everything. Yeah. And uh, his wife consequently kind of stands up. And I look over at their family, and like the son is not really staying. He's kind of against the wall. The the wife's still kind of seated, but she's looking to see where she can get up. The husband's kind of gone over there. And as my you know, our, our couple friend is the you know, sheriff's dealing with her, all of a sudden the restaurant comes in. They're going to call an ambulance. They've called mall security. All this stuff's happening. And, you know, and, and all of a sudden, like my wife and I are the only two people that are still sitting at the table. <laughs> now I'm not done with dinner. Oh, no. Okay. No. So while this is going on, are you just? Oh, I just God. kept eating. Yeah. Right? <laughs> You're just eating that hibachi shrimp. I'm just, I'm just eating like I'm watching and I'm, you know, I'm keeping track. But there's like a load of people. Now the husband. Well, comes, you know, well, let me guess. This is how you're justifying in your head. Like, well, I don't want to form a crowd because don't they always say stand back, give her air? I'm giving her air. I, I would wouldn't even go that far. There, there wasn't even the possibility. <laughs> you were just like fucker. There wasn't even the, well, they were assholes, first right. of all. Okay, they were assholes. Secondly, the husband comes back and sits down at the table and starts drinking wine. They have no idea why she's passed out. She isn't, there's no reason she should have passed out. She hasn't drank too much. It's just like out of the blue. Like, so is now, she narcoleptic? They poo-poo my, the sheriff, right? They, mm-hmm. She's fine, da-da-da. They get her up on a chair. She's embarrassed. She's bleeding on one of her parts of her head because she hit the floor so hard or hit something so far. Yeah. And so I'm just I'm just sitting there in a meeting. Right? right. And I lean over to my wife. I'm like, should we you know, still be eating? I mean, that's it's like a $200 dinner, right? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, should we, you know, should we stop? I don't know what we would do. I mean, there's so many people around her. Yeah. And I can see, I can see the sheriff, right? He's kind of noticing I didn't get up. <laughs> He's noticing like I didn't snap into hero mode, right? Right. Should I have? I mean, what are you going to do at that point? Are you trained? No. Um, you know, do you know whether it's safe to flip her over or not? No idea. Yeah, you know where I work. You know what I do. I, I, I wouldn't either. Um, unless you have that first responder card, the best thing you can do, they teach you, is to don't, you know, make sure they're all right. Call for someone that knows this shit. 
So if you got a hero right on the spot, total hero covered, covered last boy scout. Yeah. Now maybe I would have sta- stood around him. Like, is there anything you need? Should I go maybe fetch some like bandages, you know, maybe some, something to, you well, know, not, this wasn't a case where we need to make a tourniquet or anything. So her, her son is standing the- behind the restaurant manager. Who's questioning the recently fainted now bleeding, uh, older wife while being comforted by his the wife. wife is still kind of sitting. The at husband the table. and son are not involved at all. Heroes yeah. now back sitting near us. We have some mall security cops dealing with it. There right. isn't an EMT. The servers talking to her. Right. And and you know I'm the for the, the emergency moment passed. Hero, you you were there, right? I mean, it's, the music played. You were out of the fucking chair. Boom, checking in. Yeah. yeah. You know, I was like, bravo, good yeah, job. You did it. Well, what the fuck was I supposed to do? Once again, if you would have been around, you know, like, you know, I guess maybe you're supposed to stand around and be that guy where he's like, I need towels. I need to quell the bleeding. <laughs> you know, you're the fucking towel fetcher. I'm not. I'm the guy that eats the fried rice in front of me and allows the family to deal with their family emergency, hero to do his hero thing and helps on the way. All right, prick. <laughs> Right? I mean, what the fuck else am I supposed to do? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what my reaction... She I, doesn't I, even speak English. I mean, I think I would have been more... St- I don't... I think I probably would have sat, sat there, but I don't know that I would have... It would have been more out of shock. I don't know I would have been eating. Doll said I didn't look very concerned. I can see that. She's like, you didn't look very concerned. I said, I'm like, you know, it's, it's... I'm not an asshole. I'm not. Well, how did... Did she look concerned? I don't know. I was eating. <laughs> Man. I don't know. We are not doing ourselves any fucking favors this week. Why? We are terrible people. I'm not a terrible person. I simply allowed those that knew what the fuck was going on to do their thing. You know what? In a way, you're kind of right. You know what? Stand the fuck out of the way. You know? Too many, you know, too many chefs in the kitchen, that whole thing. You know, like hero got to be the hero. What are you pissed at me for? Right. You're the hero. But he sort of looks at me like, you're just gonna sit there. Kind of man you are. You aren't gonna, you know, help with what? I'd be in the way with what? Yeah, exactly. You want me to use my napkin off my lap and wipe the blood off of her? What do you want me to do? Right. I mean, if someone, if he shouted it, give me a napkin. All oh, right, I'm on it. <laughs> exactly. And there was already so many people helping. First of all, and, and he well, even asked him, like, did she faint? Well, I don't know. Did she trip? Well, I don't know. I just heard her go down. Okay, so we don't know what's happening, and I'm just gonna get in like. Fucking, you know, just get Doogie Hauser and yeah, just give, give me the electroshock panel thingies. Let's go. Does anyone have a pen? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make an emergency uh, tracheotomy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be sitting there like, wait, Heimlich, Heimlich, wait, wait. Is it is it 14 to two? Is it how many? Okay, I know you definitely do two breaths. How many thrust is it though? <laughs> I was, I was, I was just. I, I want to know right now. Uh, what you do know, you, you know, should I be responsible for making that up to hero? I mean, he was allowed to be no, the hero. No, no, you're, you're kind of good. Bravo, 30 year old hero. Way to go. Yeah. My it thing, all paid just, off tonight. You, you probably just shouldn't have gone back to your meal until after everything was okay. Dad started drinking. It was not a minute and a half. Dad's drinking. Oh uh, yeah. He's stressed out. He's stressed out. Right. His, his woman just went down. He needs, he needs to take a little edge off. I don't drink and I got a comedy thing coming up. I got to slam this and we got to go. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's your way of taking the edge off. <laughs> <laughs> all 
I was James Hamilton. I was Travis McFalls. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast. Or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you could just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. This is a song about a great folk hero. Running free, running free, running faggot, running faggot, running free. See the faggot, see the running faggot, running faggot, running free. Howdy, stripling. Howdy, faggot. Well, what can I do for you? My puppy's hungry. I don't know what to do. Mm. Why not try feeding it puppy food? Good idea, faggot. Why don't you stick around and see the results? Nope. Gotta be hitching a ride on the wind. Running faggot, running free. See the faggot, he fed a puppy. Running faggot.